I'm Andrea. And I'm Brandy. And we're Sarcastic in Suburbia. Discussing life's everyday annoyances with laughter and sarcasm. Welcome back. Hello. You survived your trip in Valentine's Day. Woohoo. We'll get a rundown of that some other time because I want to hear about it. Yes. Well, first I want to do, um, I want to shout out some people who wrote some really awesome reviews um, on Apple Podcasts. And um, we love these reviews. We love reviews in general. Um, and so I just wanted to shout out Red Star 13 for their review. Uh, Jory Sue for that review. And Circus Ringleader for that review. Uh, they're huge. Reviews push you up in the search rankings for podcasts. That's outside of you guys sharing it with your friends. That's the only way outside people will hear about our podcast. So ratings and reviews are huge. And speaking of ratings and reviews and sharing the podcast, I want to put out a podcast sharing challenge with everyone. And what I want you to do, if you like our podcast, I want you to pick your very favorite episode. I mean, I think if you listen to multiple podcasts, everybody has a favorite episode of the podcast that they listen to. So I want you to pick your favorite episode and share it to someone you know who would enjoy it and who also listens to podcasts. If you don't know how to share, go to your favorite episode and click on details so it gives you the whole description Mm -hmm. of the episode. And at the very top right corner, there's a purple dot with three dots inside. And if you click that, you can click share and just share it to one of your friends. That's a good idea. That's happened to me so many times. I can't tell you how many podcasts that even you, you've sent me like, Mm -hmm. hey, I know this is not something you'd want to listen to, you know, every single week, but here's a couple of my favorite episodes. And then I get hooked. Yes, I I, I agree. Because when I'm trying to find a new podcast, it's so hit or miss. And I love it when people that I know that kind of listen to the same kind of podcast share a specific episode that they really liked. Because it can be kind of overwhelming if there's hundreds of episodes, you don't know which one to pick. And then it's kind of a waste of time if the episode's not that great. So I agree. I agree. And especially because these people know you and know your personality. So if there's something that triggered, like if you're listening to an episode and you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds just like my friend Amanda. Send it to Amanda. Yes. So please do that. And continue to rate and review. Like Brandy said, it's really huge. You guys, the words, even if you have not done it yet, and hopefully you're planning on it, go to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and read the reviews people have left. They are incredible. Like they're not just one line. They're paragraphs of how much they enjoy it, what they get out of it, their favorite parts. So we really appreciate it. And we're not expecting a paragraph. You don't have to do that. You literally can put like, they told me to rate this. So I am. (laughs) I'm just being nice. Or you can do what my son did and said, here's my support, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. But anyway, it's just really nice. So even if you go and read them, like the things people have said are super nice. And we really appreciate that. I know you have prepared, of course, a good article that you have found because you were the best at that. Yes. Well, okay. 
So I'm in the reselling community. And (laughs) you could not have sounded more like an old lady if you tried. (laughs) Well, and I, (laughs) this is going to make me sound even more old lady-ish. I was listening to talk radio and they had this um, article about this lady who dumpster dives for gift cards and then has YouTube videos of her checking on all the balances. And I thought, I've never heard of anyone doing this. And I hear, I mean, I've heard of dumpster diving and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I've never heard of gathering up um, spent gift cards Mm -hmm. and checking the balance. Because if you think about it, a lot of times you'll get a gift card, you use it. If you don't use the full balance, if there's five cents left on it or $1.35, are you really going to use, go back and use the $1.35? I can give you a prime example. I just had, this happened to me last week. I just had a gift card. It was, I returned some things to Walmart. I didn't have my receipt. They gave me a, a gift card. No big deal. I go shopping and when I'm done, wouldn't you know that I have spent almost exactly what was on that gift card except for 35 cents. Uh-huh. And right then I thought if someone was behind me, I would have just given them the card. It's 35 cents, but I don't want to carry it around. So of course, I carry it around. I carry it around. I have been in Walmart three times since then. Do you think I've spent that 35 cents? Nope. Nope. So this is why people throw them away. It's because you keep carrying something around that you're never going to use. Yes. It's frustrating. And I don't, I guess I've never even paid attention at the stores to see what they're doing with those gift cards. But I'm guessing, according to this lady, she, they are collecting them and then tossing them away in one big chunk. Because she had found 300 gift cards rubber banded together in the dumpster 300 wow and not that you have to say now but does she say which which specific stores these are coming from um yes which kind of threw me off and she didn't quite it wasn't quite clear if she like went to several different stores dumpsters and found them or if it was all in one there was a lot of like bye bye baby um there was like Visa gift cards, Ulta. I mean, it was just all like a random interesting splattering because of stores. I'm trying to think, and when I'm at stores and they're gone, usually the gift card is gone, they'll say, do you want to keep the gift card? Because some uh-huh. people reload them. Uh-huh. Do you want to keep the gift card or do you want me to throw it away? And I'll say, oh, you could just throw it out. And some of them just toss them in a bin. And, and who mm-hmm. knows? Maybe they're going to go through that bin. I don't know. But I've seen some people cut them in half. Yeah. Each year they put out a report about how much unused money from gift cards is floating out there. It's insane. Yeah. Stores love people to buy gift cards because some of the time, I don't know what percentage, people never use them. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I have probably five or six gift cards mainly to food places, in my purse right now that I've had for years. And have you gone to those places no. and just forgot? You just don't use, go to yeah, those Yeah, it's just like places that are not close to our house or that we just don't go to that we've been given. But this lady, she made a YouTube video of herself going through and checking the balance on all 300 gift cards, which seems a little tedious. Yes, it does. For a YouTube video, but whatever. Hopefully she like sped it up and it didn't... I don't know. I didn't watch it. Okay. Because that <laughs> could have been hours and hours long. Yeah. I I did on the radio. They had like a clip of her doing it mm-hmm. and it was like, 
okay, this is Bye Bye Baby. Oh, five cents. Like, so I don't know. Oh, no. Exactly how long it was. (laughs) But she ended up with the 300 gift card. She ended up making or finding $126. Wow. And it's people who just did. Oh, I'm not going to come back to this store. So I might as well. This is what people should do. If you're not going to come back to the store, you won't use it. Leave it at the cash register. Yeah. And just tell the employee, the next person that comes up, have them use this gift card. That's what we should be doing. Yeah, I agree. Well, and so the balances that she found ranged anywhere from like 27 cents to $30. So somebody got rid of a $30 gift card. Wow. Which I can't imagine doing. Me either. Yeah. Even if I gave it to, I would rather give it to someone that goes to that store than just let $30 sit in the trash can. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. So then after listening to that story, I kind of went down the rabbit hole of dumpster diving because Mm -hmm. I find it completely fascinating. There's actually a couple people that I follow on Instagram that dumpster dive and they're like totally normal random, like just people. Right. This is like, right. They've just found treasures, obviously. It's a thing. Right. So I found this article about this guy who has a full-time job already and as like a hobby goes dumpster diving and he literally brings home in a year six figures dumpster diving as a hobby. Because he finds things that are worth that much? Yeah. Like that he just keeps finding things and then selling them? Yes. That is wild. So he, okay. So there's specific, obviously specific dumpsters that you will want to go to. Because I was like, my luck is I would go dumpster diving. I'd be so excited. I'd get in there and find like rotten food and a dead raccoon. Like that's what would happen to me if I did this. For sure. And I have to tell you, people who are doing this, they deserve whatever it is that they get as far as monetary because I am not going to get in a dumpster. Like to physically put myself in a dumpster. I'm afraid of bugs. Do you think I'm going to be digging through someone's trash? Absolutely not. I mean, I just think I'd be finding bags of puke from someone who had the flu. No, thank you. Yeah. So this article was interesting. It's from Wired.com and the, the author the journalist, I should say, went with this guy on a dumpster scavenger hunt. And they they went at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm not quite sure why. They didn't mention why they needed to go at 2 a.m. I guess before the trash trucks went by, maybe. And I also feel like if you're, say it's 9 o'clock, and someone sees you in a dumpster, they're probably going to call and say, hey, there are people either living in the dumpster, like fearing that that's where you are Uh actually living. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're looking for something. And so I think it's just a suspect to be in the dumpster. But it is legal to get into the dumpsters unless it's contained within like the fence with the padlock. Yes. Then it is illegal to get in there because then it's technically private property. But if it's just an open dumpster, you can get in there anytime you want. So, okay, in this specific article, did the person go dumpster diving and and tell the journalist, like, hey, I'm going to take you to a couple of my favorite spots? Like, yeah. do they hit up the same places? Yes. And so um, he went to, like, a, I don't know if it was a Best Buy or a Circuit City or something like that, like, 
An electronic yes. store. Mm-hmm. And got in the dumpster. And he literally got in the dumpster, was digging around, and was like, oh, yeah. Pulled out a video, a wireless video surveillance system that was in a box. And um, two cameras, wireless monitor, retails for $419. Pulls it out, looks through the box, and he was like, yeah, this was a return. It's fine. That is so wild to me. Yeah. Because if you think about it, if the box is kind of junked up, Mm -hmm. they're just not going to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And you also have to think, and I'm not putting down employees, but you also have to think as an employee of that store, this is not your money, so you don't really care. Yeah. So it's like, if it's between me having to fill out all of these forms and paperwork and looking things up or, you know, just throwing it in the trash. Yeah. It just seems like maybe it's not that big of a deal. Well, and what's sad is a lot of places will destroy the merchandise before they throw it away. Clothing stores are notoriously bad for that. They'll cut holes into the clothing before they throw them in the dumpster. Which I'm like, hello, there is people that could use that stuff. Like, donate it. Absolutely. I don't understand. Don't- and write it off. Yeah. Donate it and write it off. Like, that doesn't make any To me, that's just pure laziness. Yeah. Okay, it's funny that you mentioned clothing stores, though, because my sister worked at Eddie Bauer back in the day. I don't know what their return policy is now. But she said that their return policy was they would take anything back that was from their store no matter what condition it was in and give you the price that they would give you should it be in their store again. Like at this Mm -hmm. point, if it's 10 years old, maybe it's only worth $5 now. My sister said that there were people who brought back sweaters in piles of material. It wasn't even whole. Oh. And would bring it up to the counter and say, I got it here 20 years ago. I really got my use out of it, but this is what's happened to it now. And they would give them store credit for whatever that sweater would be worth. Like, truly people save things and bring them back to that store for that. L.L. Bean used to do that. And they just recently, within the last year or two, changed their return policy because someone bought an L.L. Bean truck, which is like a, I don't know, in their catalog. They always have like an old looking, anyway. So somebody bought it and kept it for 30 years and then wanted to return it. No way. Yeah. So did they return it? They took it and then changed their return policy. I don't know what they changed. I mean, it must be like a time sensitive change or whatever, but. I'm all for a brand standing by its items, its clothing, its merchandise to bring back pieces of a garment in a bag and want to return that. Yeah. I know. Now, if that's what happened to the garment after the first time you washed it according to what it said, fine. Using it for 20 years and then trying to get something out of it, you guys, we got to stop. It's crazy. That's crazy. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's game time. Okay. We have a new game this week, and I'm kind of excited about it. It's called Cameo Price is Right, and um, we're using the app Cameo where... Um, celebrities, sports stars, comedians, YouTube stars, and normal people. There is normal people on there. You can pay them to send a personalized message to someone. We talked about this with the cheer. Yes. Remember we were talking about the cheer Netflix documentary? And I thought it was cameo. I couldn't remember Mm -hmm. the word because Jerry's on there. 
This is so much fun. I've never, so neither of us have ever been on the app before. We've obviously never used it as far as paying someone to send a message. But I'm excited because I feel like we're going to be really off on how much people are going to charge for a message. Yes. Okay. So so I'm going to give you like a sample question. Okay. And I'm just going to give you three people and you tell me who costs the most. That sounds bad. But who is charging the most for their message and then kind of guess how much they're charging. And if you can get within $5 of what they're charging, then you get an extra point. Okay. So here's your sample. These are just, um, they're feature people. These are all random. These aren't in a specific category. So we have Ernie Hudson from the Ghostbusters. Okay. We have Flavor Flav. Oh my gosh, I forgot about him. Okay. <laughs> and we have Ben Higgins. Oh yeah, from The Bachelor. From The Bachelor. Oh my gosh. Okay, so who costs the most? Who, yes, whose message would be the most? I'm going to say Flava Flav. Okay. And how much do you think he costs? I think a message from Flava Flav costs $200. Ooh. Okay. So you were correct. Flava Flav is the most expensive. $300. What? Yes. And does it tell you how long that message is? Because I feel like I better get my money's worth. It's just, it's a short message. Like they're not on there for five minutes talking to people. That's crazy. Okay. At least I got one point because that was the most expensive. What were the other two? Um, Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters won the 140. Okay. And Ben Higgins is 110. Okay. I feel like you know what? I feel like that's fair. I feel like that's... I was going to be really irritated if Ben's was the highest. And not because he's a reality star, but because I feel like he's not the type of person that comes off as, I think I'm worth $300 for a birthday message. Yeah. So anyways, okay, good one. All right, next for you. So you want me to do a feature one for you as well? Um, you can, or you can pick from our list of um, categories. Okay. Okay. I'm, I think I'm going to pick okay. from our list of categories. Okay. So since it's fresh on my mind, I chose the Chiefs because okay. I wanted to know how much, who was on there and how much it's they kind were of charging. exciting. It is kind of exciting. Okay. So um, the three I'm choosing is Mitchell Schwartz. Okay. I'm also choosing McCole Hardman. Okay. And the X Factor, the fan in the, um, you know who it is. Yeah, with the beard. Yes. No, he's the one with the triangle thing on his head and he's always painted up. I'll show him to you so you see him without the price. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the guy with the beard. No, he is a fan that dresses up and he calls himself the X Factor. And you can also receive a message from him. (laughs) Okay. So out of the three... Who is the most expensive? McCole Hardman, Mitchell Schwartz, or X Factor? McCole Hardman. That is correct. Okay. And how much is a message from him? I'm going to say $150. Oh, so off. $299.99. Oh my gosh. $300. That's insane. How funny, though, that the X Factor would charge $15.99 to get a message from him. He probably made some bank over the did. Super Bowl. He probably did. And how about Schwartz? Excited. Mitchell Schwartz, 109 
Okay. So not too bad. That's pretty cool. But $300? That's a lot. Why don't we just go to an autograph signing and you can say happy birthday to my kid? Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) That's just crazy. So we each got a point, though, for getting it correct. Yep. Okay, here's your next category. Jersey Shore. Ooh, okay. Okay, okay. Uh, This is fresh in my mind because... um, I just happened to see Jersey Shore on Hulu, and so I watched the first episode, and it's so funny. Okay. Gosh, they're all on here. They're literally all on here. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know who to pick. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I kind of want to list all of them. I won't. I won't. Okay. So we have Vinny from Jersey Shore. Mm Mm-hmm. We have Mike the Situation, and we have Jenny Wow. I'm automatically going to say it's one of the guys that cost the most. I feel like it should be Vinny because he doesn't have a criminal background and hasn't done anything to uh, make his price go down. But I also feel like maybe it's Mike because he needs to get that income. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Vinny. I'm going to go Vinny. Oh, dang it. Is it Mike? Vinny's actually the cheapest and by far. Really? I was shocked. Okay. So I'm obviously wrong, but I can still get within $5, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So who, who's the highest? Ginny. Ginny is? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to say a cameo from Ginny is $250. you are way off. $600. You have got to be joking me. Nah. $600. Who would pay someone $600 to say hi to them? I don't know. If my husband bought me a cameo... That costs six hundred dollars. I would kill. Yeah, yes. There's nobody in this world. No. Six, I pay six hundred dollars. Like if it's if it's like a, a to meet a musician, them. Yes, to meet them, a meet and greet, but not for a cameo video. No, that is wild. Okay, so what are the rest of them? Well, Mike is three fifty. Okay, Vinny is fifty five dollars. I almost want to get know, one. Me too. <laughs> At a bargain rate. So let me tell you who else is on here. So Angelina is one thirty. Ronnie is three fifty. Uh, Snooky is three fifty. Then Jenny is six hundred. So I mean, like it's because she doesn't want to do it. Yeah, I think so. Um, Lauren Sorrentino, which is Mike's wife, is one sixty. Mike is three fifty. Vinny is fifty five bucks. How is Angelina more? I don't know. Like, riddle me that. I don't know. Okay. That is that is crazy. So you do not get any points for that. Oh, man. Jersey Shore stumped you. Wow, that was a total stump. Okay. I'm going to go down one of your favorite lanes ever to go down. Okay. Real Housewives. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, so I am going to go Bethany Frankel. Okay. Vicky Love Tank Gunvalson and Teresa Judice. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hmm. And this is what I will tell you. It's it's really not a hint at all. They're not that far off from each other. Okay. 
So no one busted a Wow. Okay. I'm guessing Bethany Frankel is the most expensive. You would be correct. Okay. And I guess her price is $250? Mm. $300. Okay. Darn it. Okay. $300 for Bethany Frankel, Teresa, $209, and Vicky, $120. Okay. Hmm. So there you go. It really wasn't astronomical. I was trying to kind of scroll well, through. Well, other... they are reality stars, though. I agree, but people are obsessed with them. Yes. Hey, you can get, go to sleep. Go to sleep, Kelly. Go to sleep for $55. I don't know who that is. Kelly Ben Simone. Who? Kelly. From New York, when she was on New York. And Bethany starts screaming at her oh. to go to sleep. Okay. And that she's crazy. Uh-huh. Did you ever watch New York? Um, in the very beginning. Oh my. I'll send you just a clip of that fight that I'm talking about. It's incredible. Truly. You've got to see it. Okay, what's my next category? Your next category is The Office. Oh, this is so good. Okay. 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 So first we have Leslie David Baker, a.k.a. Stanley. Okay. Okay. We have... Kate Flannery, a.k.a. Meredith. And we have Brian Baumgartner, a.k.a. Kevin. So we have Stanley, Meredith, and Kevin. I am going to say that Stanley is the most expensive. You got it right. Woohoo! And I'm going to say he charges $200 for a message. Stanley cars, causes charges three fifty. Wow, Stanley! Yeah, that's a that's a lot. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Oh my so gosh, that's funny. Stanley is three fifty. Meredith is one fifty, and Kevin is one eighty. Um, and then they also have Oscar. He's one sixty. Um, Van uh Van's refrigeration. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's 109. Oh, David Keckner is on here also for The Office. That's funny. Um, and he's 209. What, what, who is he? Which, um, David Keckner? Mm-hmm. Um. Which actor is he? Um, oh, the guy that, the traveling sales guy that's like over the top. Oh, my God. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> oh, my gosh, I hate that guy. Um. He always, he always says it. He's like, oh, it's Packer. Packer, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Packer makes my skin crawl, truly. I cannot stand it. I think that's him. that's what he's supposed to. Oh, he is. <laughs> he is, but I just cannot stand it. Okay, at all. so you got a point for that for getting it correct. Um and this is the last one. This is the last one. Okay, so and we're tied up. Yeah, it's two to two. To have I have to point. I have to win this one. All right, so for you it's gonna be a modge podge for this last one. Okay. And you just need one point. Yes. Okay, so the first person. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh so hard, but it really does. The second person is Montel Jordan. Okay. Nope. Sorry. Wrong one. The second person is Montel Williams. Okay. <laughs> the TV host. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then the third person is Paula Dean. Oh. Paula Dean, the cooking show host. Okay. Montel Williams, not Montel Jordan. (laughs) 
And Dog the Bounty Hunter. And Dog the Bounty Hunter. And you said Paula Deen? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Paula Deen is the most expensive. That would be incorrect. Oh, my gosh. It is actually Dog the Bounty Hunter. Okay, that was my first guess. Darn it. Okay, I still can guess. Still can guess within... Within $5? Is that what it was? Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. How much does it cost for a cameo from Dog the Bounty Hunter? 180 You are so close, but not close enough. Oh, dang it. 160 Oh, okay. That was a good guess. That was a good guess. Okay, well. It ends in a tie or we have a tiebreaker? I have one more for you. Okay, okay. And we'll, if, if you can get a point, then you can win. Okay. These are all models, but they're ones you've heard of. Okay, we have Holly Madison mm-hmm, from, from The Girls Next Door. Mm-hmm. Farah Abraham from MTV's Teen Mom. Oh my gosh. And I can already tell you she would charge more because she thinks that much more of herself. Go ahead. Chippendales. Not a specific Chippendale, just a Chippendales model. A or a group? It just says Chippendales. Okay. Male review show. So I'm guessing you just get whoever is available. I'm going to have to stick with my original answer and tell you that it's Farah, who's the most expensive. And you would be correct. Ugh, she's so irritating to me. Okay, so how much would she charge? How much does she think she's worth? I'm going to say she thinks a message from her is worth Four hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> no. Oh, good. She's not that full of herself. Okay, good. Uh, one ten. Oh wow, I'm shocked. And can I say that she does not look like herself anymore? Oh, she's completely changed her face. She looks like she's fifty years old. Like I, you, she needs to sue her plastic surgeon. It's bad. It's really, really bad. Um, Holly Madison was eighty, which I kind of feel like you're kind of irrelevant. So, mm-hmm. and the Chippendales is fifty five. Wow. I know. Not bad. Hey, that would have been a good Valentine's Day present. I know. It's for your for your Galentine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Okay, your last category, the tiebreaker, and I'm up by one. Yes. So you need to at least get one. Yeah. What if we tie again? Then we'll do rock, paper, scissors. Okay, perfect. Here we go. Who has, who charges more for their cameo? Leanna Creel. She plays Tori. From Saved by the Bell. This is Saved by the Bell category. Okay. Tori from Saved by the Bell. Uh Uh-huh. Dustin Diamond, obviously Screech. Uh Uh-huh. Or Elizabeth Berkley, who played Jesse Spano. Okay. So I'm going to cross off Tori just because she wasn't on there very much. I feel like Screech and Elizabeth Berkley both, like are kind of thirsty and need money really bad oh gosh <laughs> who is oh. who needs their thirst quenched more i'm gonna say screech i'm gonna say dustin diamond dustin diamond his cameo he charges oh you can't tell me oh yeah i almost ruined the cake <laughs> <laughs> um i just have to tell you you are 100 percent incorrect oh dang it so elizabeth it was... berkeley charges oh, hold on Oh, I, yeah. I get yeah. to guess. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I almost ruined it. Twice. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Elizabeth Berkeley, I'm guessing she charges 250 Ooh, way too high. 
Oh. Elizabeth Berkeley, 110. Okay. Screech, $65. Oh. That's kind of pathetic. Tori, $26. Okay. So right. they're thirsty, but not dire need of thirst. Yeah, they're not. Okay, they're not dehydrated. They are not dehydrated. So there you well, go. So we mentioned some people that you can go and get a cameo from. And once again, all is right in the world. Mm-hmm. I am the winner of this game. That was a good one, Brandy. We'll have to do that again. Yes. And plan categories out. Yes. Perfect. Love it. So do you do anything that's like super fr- frugal? I have a hard time saying that. Frugal. Almost like fr- stupid frugal. <clears throat> like it's almost a waste of time, but you feel like you're saving money. I can't think of anything that I do, but I think I've been tainted. Because my mom, when I was a kid, was super frugal. And I know it's because she had three daughters and trying to pay bills and send us to private schools and all of that stuff. So she had to save her pennies where she could. And she embarrassed us so many times with busting out her receipt and going back and getting a nickel. To the point where I would tell her, please don't go back in the store. I will give you a nickel from my piggy bank when we get home. And she's like, no. It said this was the price. They overcharged me. I'm going back. And then on the flip side, if she wasn't charged enough for something, she would also march back in there and say, hey, I think you forgot to scan something because I don't see it on my receipt and then pay for it separately. Yeah. So she was a super honest person. I appreciate that. But the one thing I think I took away from her and I still do this is I just don't buy anything full price. Like nothing. Yeah. So if I see something I like, I will seriously take a picture of it. Say it's Target. I take a picture of it and then a picture of the tag. And I will keep checking the Target app to see if it's gone on sale at all. And if it doesn't, I don't buy it. And if it does and they have my size, I consider it a win. Yeah. So for me, that's cheap because I will not purchase things full price. But couponing, I did that for a hot minute. That was very time consuming and yes. made me crazy. It is crazy. And I just felt like it wasn't worth it. And we did price matching for a really long time. I did too, yeah. And I stopped doing it. For sure. But the stores were super cooperative at first. There was uh-huh. these printouts. My mom like had uh, was on a almost like a Bunko group, but a coupon group uh-huh. that sent these things around and she yep. would send them to us. And we did save a lot of money. I'm not going to pretend like we didn't. But then they stopped doing that. Uh-huh. Um, so really at this point... It's everything is about like rewards points and being loyal, like a loyal customer. So for example, our grocery store, we get a percentage off of our gas. So those things, we try to do those things, but that doesn't require any extra effort. Yeah. So really, I can't think of anything where I'm super frugal. Well, in reading these, I realized that I have technically been dumpster diving and that we do it twice a year. And my husband, your husband, and myself have like this little club slash party that we do twice a year. Um, (laughs) It really is. It really is. (laughs) Yes. Your husband sent out like two weeks ago, sent out an invite to large item trash pickup day. It is his Christmas. I'm not over-exaggerating. Oh, I'm here for it. It's so fun. Everyone knows he's not into holidays. This is his Christmas, birthday, everything wrapped into one. It is his favorite day of the year and I love how much he loves it but for me I love being a spectator of it it's amazing oh my gosh it's so much fun so we have large item pickup in our area anything that won't fit into your trash can 
You can put it out on the curb as much as you want and they'll come by and pick it up. Well, most of the time, the majority of the people that are out have trailers and trucks and they're getting the scrap metal to sell, which you can make a decent amount of money doing that. We go and we try to find treasures. So uh, both of two of our kids' bikes we found last year. Um, my husband... And was anything wrong with them? Because sometimes no. there's something wrong with it. And sometimes these things are seriously, nothing is wrong with them. Yeah, nothing is wrong with them. It's like, it's like the stuff that you're like, well, I could take it to the thrift store, but it's so big and bulky and I don't, it won't fit in my car and I don't know what to do with it. Or there is something wrong with it, but just slightly and you just don't want to take it to get fixed. Mm-hmm. My husband a couple years ago found a snowblower. And brought it home, uh, ran some carburetor cleaner through it, whatever that is, and now it works. And now we have a free snowblower. And it works like like yes. great. Yeah. Okay, my favorite, one of my favorite things that they found, The oh my gosh, the guys, they are so funny. They came home and they had like three weed eaters. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. what are you going to do with these three? And they said, well, we think a couple of them might have a chance at, at working again. But we're probably going to take them apart for parts and figure it out. So I'm thinking, okay, whatever. This is never going to work out. There they went, taking them apart. And they had one working weed eater and set the other two out for large item pickup. And they picked it up. So uh-huh. then they got a weed eater out of the deal. Yeah. Uh, one year, they I think the same year they found the snowblower, they found a paint sprayer, like a commercial paint sprayer that you would like paint the inside or the outside of someone's house with. Mm-hmm. Expensive paint sprayer. Somebody had left the paint in it, so it clogged it all up. David cleaned it out, got it running again, and sold it for $300. That is so crazy. And truly, every time large item pickup happens in our area, I always think one man's trash is another man's treasure. It has never been more true. There are basketball goals. There are bicycles. There are um, scooters. And, I mean, those remote cars that the kids uh-huh. those toy cars oh my gosh you want to get your kid a barbie jeep you come to our neighborhood because there's going to be one on the corner yeah it's crazy yeah and but it, it's fun it is so, so fun. fun to watch it like for me i don't go with them so they're like in the thick of it me i sit and i watch other people go through everybody's stuff and it is hilarious like there are people trying to get there as fast as possible. Their trailers will be loaded up so high. You think to yourself, there is no way that truck is not going to fall over, yeah. not going to tip over. It's It makes me feel like we're in high school again. Like we're just driving around in the minivan and stopping. One year we collected, <laughs> this is so bad, we collected a bunch of uh, pots, like flower pots, but like the big ones, like the big plastic ones only ones that were empty obviously collected a whole bunch of them and then put them in our friend's driveway like this just covered his entire driveway with pots (laughs) so he couldn't pull in or back out Uh so he woke up and there were just pots all over his driveway that is did he know it was you guys no that he thought it because he has a teenage son so he thought it was one of his son's friends that's really it was the 30 somethings in a minivan that's awesome. I love that story. Anything else you do for to save money? Because I feel like you're, obviously, you go to the thrift store. If you find good things, you 
you keep them for yourself or if you find things for uh-huh. your kids. But is there anything that you purposefully do to save money? No, that's really – I mean, I used to c- coupon, but ugh, it is a so much work. And we ended up with just a bunch of stuff that we didn't really need. Or it's like a whole bunch of condiments. Or Remember a- when it was really popular to – coupon to the point where you had racks and racks of stuff in your basement with yeah. a bunch of stuff oh I there, did I had I there had are that. people who say like I have toothpaste from five years ago that I still have not opened yeah. like it just it was such a I don't know why it became such a thing but it was it was just one of those things where it became popular it was a trend it gives you a rush to have that much stuff I don't know why but like when you stack up all those boxes it just feels good Mm -hmm. and I don't know why when I actually when I was couponing it was right before I had my third baby and six months before he was born I started collecting diapers and his like entire walk-in closet was full of diapers I didn't have to buy diapers for the first like eight months that's so awesome yeah so that part was definitely worth it I don't know they had shows about it remember yeah yeah. like it was couponing was huge and then you start watching um like documentaries and other I don't know just other shows where they're like this is why couponing is a sham and you start thinking about it and it's such a psychological thing yeah because you're like people are changing brands all of a sudden it's like you used Colgate forever but now you're gonna start using Crest because now you have 50 Crest toothpaste and it's just it's such a psychological thing because you feel like because I'm saving money it's worth it to get it yeah and then if I save this much then I get this much for free it's just very interesting the things that come and go with trends because my for our parents couponing was everything yeah I feel like the trend now is the Facebook marketplace and selling stuff on Facebook marketplace which I find obnoxious daunting it's so annoying. If you ever want to just get in a bad mood, try to sell something on the Facebook <laughs> no marketplace. So here's my book. Here's my new twist on it. Um, one of the resellers that I follow on Instagram started doing porch pickup, which I had not even heard of. Um, it's through Facebook marketplace where you literally leave it on your front porch. They come and you don't even have to open your door. They come, take the item, put the money under your rug. Interesting. And, and you've it's not done like this. Once. And it and they left you the amount yep. that you that you guys agreed upon. Yep. Took the item. You never heard and from them again. And it's never like an item more than twenty bucks. So right. if they took it, it's like eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I also have most people have ring doorbells or some kind of camera. So I think that kind of cuts down on people just stealing your stuff. But and not even just that. So obviously, I think the number one thing is it's not worth more than twenty dollars. So yes. people shouldn't want to steal it. And two. You really have to go out of your way to go to someone's house to steal something. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. A $10 item. Yeah. There's like easier things to steal than to drive 20 minutes to steal something off someone's porch. When also, I hate the whole back and forth like, can you meet here? When can we meet? And then you show up and then they're 15 minutes later. They don't show up at all. This is like, come take it. If you really want it, you will come to me and you will take it. It is so annoying I cannot tell you how many times I have waited in a public parking lot for someone who never contacted me back yeah you spoke about it you checked that day just making sure today at four o'clock still works yep this is what I drive and they never show up they never respond back to your message can't you just let a person know you don't want it anymore it's not that big of a deal yeah so frustrating 
So I would like to make some more money on porch pickup, but I, I'm kind of like, I don't quite know what to put out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I need to find out, I need to do some research on the best items for porch pickup. Well, if there's anybody for the job, it's you, Brandy. Yes. That wraps up another episode of Sarcastic in Suburbia. We love hearing about how much you all are enjoying each episode. Because of that, we highly encourage you to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews, the more likely other sarcastic listeners like yourselves will be able to find us. Are you following us online yet? You can find us on Instagram at Sarcastic in Suburbia Pod and on Facebook at Sarcastic in Suburbia Podcast. Use the hashtag share the sarcasm when posting about the podcast so other listeners can find your posts. Is there a specific topic you want us to cover? We want to hear from you. Contact us on our social media pages or feel free to send us an email at sarcasticinsuburbia at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and continuing to hashtag share the sarcasm with friends. Remember that on Wednesdays we wear pink and listen to Sarcastic in Suburbia. Bye. See ya. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.